Hey homies, I'm Mac. And I'm Jamie. And thank you guys so much for tuning into the first episode of our podcast. Uh, this is something Jamie and I have been thinking about doing for literally years. Yes. Um, we thought for our first episode, we'd keep it really simple. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do an introduction and kind of explain our past, uh, how we met, uh, how our business started, what led us into the photography business, and ultimately what led us to here where we're now trying to create content to help couples. We're Jamie and Mac of Jamie and Mac Photo and Film. We've been together for 25 years now, and we have been running a business uh, for 15 years doing wedding photography. Uh, our story begins back in uh, April of 1996, when, uh, when I, we were much younger, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. And um, Jamie uh, had a very different background than I did. She much was more straight laced. Uh, didn't do a lot of things. I was much more of a, a pothead. I did many, many drugs and and uh, spent most of my time partying. Um, but we met on that day in April when Jamie hit me with her car. Yeah. Uh, while I was out skateboarding, I was in the street and uh, Jamie did not see me, and she ran me over. Yeah. In my car that we affectionately ended up calling the Hyundai Accident. It was a very small, very green car. Um, <laughs> and I ran right over. She she hit me. She hit me. It was it was it was a bad accident. Yeah. Uh, it was quite traumatic. There was a lot of blood. Um, you lost a shoe. Lost a shoe, and I lost my skateboard. Yep. Uh, but by the time the car got stopped, um, I was almost completely under the car. Uh, the only thing that was not underneath the car was my head, and uh, I, I, I thought it was over. So, so did I. <laughs> uh, I thought Jamie it was sure she killed me. Um, and we did some damage to the car because I've been this big since I was seven years old. Um, but yeah, I, I took account of my fingers and toes. I made sure I had, you know, 10 of each, and I started trying to climb out from underneath the car. And, I was screaming. And I could hear Jamie screaming. So I had just hit a person that had never happened. So the, the first obstacle of this was convincing her not to call 911 uh, because he needed the hospital. I needed the hospital, but I did not need to be talking to cops um, <laughs> because I was I was probably holding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we we had a an interaction on the road. She was very apologetic. I sat down and tried to kind of gather my composure and um Stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. <laughs> and uh, after after a little while sitting there having a conversation, uh, she got my number and my my beeper number as well because that was you were, something you did back yeah, in 1996, kids. Um, but yeah, she wanted my phone number so she could call me the next day. I wanted to check on him. And uh, and she did. She called me the next day or the next evening, in fact, and uh, we had a conversation and we actually spoke on the phone until the sun yeah. came up and that was kind of the beginning of our relationship yep. and uh and from there it moved pretty fast um we uh we started we were, we were dating by july yes um and uh you know this is this is less of a joke but i do find it humorous um jamie was at a time in her life when she was still living at home with her parents and she did not want to be. She felt like she was an adult. And, uh, and I love you, Mom and Dad. And she wanted to be doing adult things. And uh, she didn't know how to broach that conversation with her mother. 
And so, lucky for her, uh, she <laughs> found <laughs> she found a guy that was either going to be a professional skateboarder or a musician. That they would not approve of. Something every parent loves for their daughter to bring home. Yeah. Uh, so, and it went exactly as you could imagine. Uh, they they were not fans, and yeah. they told her that uh, you you absolutely can never see that boy again. And I was like, no, you can't tell me who I can love. <laughs> and and that began the argument that she needed. That was the catalyst for the change that she desired. And uh, I ended up helping her move her things, and uh, she moved in with a friend of hers. At the time, I was couch surfing with friends because I was a loser, and um, <laughs> after uh, you know a little while of dating. She uh, she offered me the opportunity to come stay with her. She was like, you know, why are you staying with Chris? You could just come over here and stay with me. Yeah. You know, we're both adults. Yeah. And so we moved in together and uh, we lived together and yeah. switched places a couple times, as you do when you're younger. And then in 1999, uh, we we got married. Yep. And that was that. Well, that's a that's a story. That's for a separate podcast, story. We but, we we almost yeah. didn't get married um, the day that we were supposed to get yeah. married, but we could we could wait yeah, on that. Yeah, we can cover that later. Uh, and uh, it's another great story. Um, great is relative. <laughs> so that was where our story began. Um, you know, we were very young, uh, had no clue how to exist as adults. Let in this world and let alone married um so we were married for two months when we found out that uh that we were pregnant yep. and so our first year of marriage which is inherently something that is incredibly difficult all on its own yes uh there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made and uh there's a lot of things that you need to understand and develop in order for it to be an easy transition. A lot um, of adjustments to make. And we threw in uh, also having a baby. So uh, the pregnancy was, was a difficult pregnancy. Yes. Um, and there were a lot of reasons for that. Uh, one aspect, I was, I was away at basic for a portion of, uh, of Jamie's pregnancy. And, uh, but uh, she also had to be hospitalized several times. Um, and those difficulties continued all the way up to delivery. Uh, in the hospital, Jamie was in labor for 36 hours before we finally realized that our, no our only... Drugs. With no drugs. Um, <laughs> before we finally realized that our only option was to have a cesarean. Um, so it was, it was very difficult. Uh, transition into being married and then also being parents was something that neither one of us were prepared for. Um, especially with a difficult pregnancy and I know that the girls can relate in that pregnancy on its own develops or causes you to develop some anxieties and worries and especially when it's a difficult pregnancy and you tend to kind of carry those into motherhood as well and that can greatly impact your first few months of having a baby and your relationship. For sure. Uh, we, you know, there were a, a lot of stages uh, throughout this process of, um, be, you know, being a married couple, but yes. then also becoming parents. And those stages, if 
if you're not self-aware and you don't realize that you're actually transitioning in a much, you know, it's one thing to know that you're about to have a baby. Right. It's another thing to understand that you are going to go through a transitional phase into something very different than you were before, emotionally, psychologically, physiologically. Um, and if you're not aware that those things are happening, you won't even realize that they occurred. You will just be different on the other side and you will start reacting uh, to life very differently. Um, and the same thing for being a father. We were definitely in situations where certain aspects of Jamie that attracted me prior to becoming a father um, were, were no longer things that attracted me. They were things that concerned me. Similarly, yes. uh, there were aspects of my character yes. uh, that Jamie absolutely loved prior to being parents that actually were almost perceived as as a threat yeah. after we became parents. Um, I know for, you know, me, I, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, Jamie and I could make a decision to just up and leave town uh, while we were dating. We, you know, we didn't worry about the money. We didn't worry about how much it would cost, where we would stay. We were very, uh, you know, we, we were- by the seat of our Yeah, pants we were wanderers. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing during the dating phase. And it probably would have also been amazing in the early stages of being married. Yeah. Um, as, as a father, I was concerned about finances and, uh, you know, how easily Jamie spent money. Those became points of contention. And I'm, Jamie has a laundry list of things <laughs> about me that were awesome. To begin with, but then a free spirit, being adventurous, and just not worried about anything. Whereas I was a constant warrior. Mac was the exact opposite. Everything's gonna be fine. Yes, everything's great. Everything's good. And then having a baby, it was no. I need you to worry with me. You know, it just wasn't. It was like we just became completely different people, and we're no longer compatible as those different people. And unfortunately, during that time period, we weren't conveying that to one another at all. We weren't sharing any of these no. aspects of what we were feeling. No. Uh, we, I think we just, we had an expectation that, you know, the, the other would understand that this was a new time in our life and they would mold themselves to become what we needed now. Yes. But there was never a conversation about any of those no. things. Um, you know, I know that there were, you know, things while we were dating that, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in bars. I played music, um, you know, and so there were cool late night jam sessions or, you know, with skating, you know, we'd go to Atlanta and we would literally, Jamie would photograph me and my friends skateboarding. Um, we'd, uh, you know, light paint graffiti uh, in downtown areas and we would just stay out till all hours of the night yeah. after a child is born, you know, all if there's the some changes. aspect of that for me specifically, I, I still wanted to skateboard with my friends. I still wanted to play music. Um, those, yeah. yeah and I saw that as a, you're being selfish. You're not wanting yeah. to be here with your family. What are you doing? This is your responsibility now. Um, and that was a point of contention between the two of us. 
And we didn't know how to bridge the gap yeah. because I didn't understand what had changed no. for Jamie and she didn't understand what had changed for me. And so, you know, you couple that with some of, you know, the expectations that people have, um, you know, for, for me, and this is something, I don't believe it's exclusive to men, but I'm sure many of the guys watching, and I know this isn't even exclusive to all relationships, but for the relationships where there's a man that can relate to this, um, you know, there's, there's a, a system that we have in place for when we begin a relationship where we're responsible for the safety and security of another human being. It's a social contract that some of the men that are listening to this right now, they might, they might not even know that yet, or they've never been able to articulate that, but they feel it. And it's something that's, you know, inherent, uh, with many, many men. Um, and I felt that for Jamie, um, when we started dating, you know, initially every person walks around and they've got a circle of safety and security and it's themselves. Um, and when Jamie and I started dating, my circle increased. Jamie was now a part of my circle that I, I was now responsible for her safety and security. Um, Jamie never felt that. Jamie didn't understand that concept. She didn't understand it was a social contract that existed or it was, or that it was one that people entered into willingly from Jamie's perspective. We were a team. Yeah. You know, uh, Jamie, Jamie wasn't responsible for me. I wasn't responsible for her. We were taking on the world together. Um, and that's a very interesting perspective to have, but it's very different yeah. from the perspective that I had. Um, that changed uh, the moment our, our son let out the first cry in the delivery, uh, in the delivery room yeah. because Jamie entered into a social contract yes. at that point. Um, she can absolutely understand that now. Um, the unfortunate aspect of that is, and this is very, very common. Um, in fact, I, I would say most marriages, when you have a child, um, Jamie now saw me as a person that wasn't responsible enough to protect her child. And so Jamie now had her own circle that included her and her baby. And I wasn't a part of that circle. Uh, and it was the first rift. It kind of fractured our family. Um, and that, that brought us to a place where 18 months into our marriage, um, we, we were at the brink of divorce. I can remember it very clearly standing at the sink, washing dishes. And you came up to me and said, I think I want a divorce. And I didn't even flinch because it was something I had considered as well. And I said, me too. And there was no, it's not that there wasn't any emotion. It was just this decision that we had come to. Um, and I Collectively. Think, and yes. and the, the troubling aspect now was that it was probably the first time in over a year that we were able to sit down and, and have a calm conversation yes. together. And everything before that we there was we yelling, only fought yeah there was yelling and screaming and a plate or two might have gotten yeah. dropped yeah. but there was no verbal communication outside of just having a fight we didn't speak kindly to one no. another anymore no um and we we came to a place where divorce felt like the only option 
Um, and there are many other aspects of that. It, it wasn't just uh, me feeling ostracized from my family right. or Jamie feeling that I, I wasn't responsible no. enough to be a good father. No, it goes much deeper. And there's so many nuances. And that's for every relationship, period. Whether you reach that point where you think, okay, well, it's over. We need to just divorce. Everybody has those nuances. Everybody has those little hiccups. It's when you don't address them, when you start to shut down. When and, all you do is fight about them. Yes. And when <clears throat> you enter into this reciprocal relationship of why would I do something for you if you're not doing what I need you to do? And I think that's the the biggest aspect. I, I know in terms of some of our failures, um, in in regards to one another, uh, we were pursuing, and, and you'll read this in, in most self-help or relationship books, um, it's all about a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. That's what you need to pursue. You need to pursue a reciprocal relationship. And that is a very flawed it's pursuit. It's very dangerous. Yes, it's very well. dangerous. Um, the, the dangers of a reciprocal relationship is that it's all based on a return on investment. Um, at oh, some yeah. point, you know, you're, you're putting something in with the expectation and the anticipation that you're going to receive something based on what you put in. Um, and if that's why you're putting things in, eventually you're going to get to a point where someone's putting in less than the other. And once that happens, why am I going to put more in yep. when I got so little last time? I'm going to put less in. Yep. And you will eventually bring yourself to a place where neither one of you were investing anything into the relationship right. because there were instances where you didn't get as much as you thought you should receive out of it. And so once you get there, the only answer is to turn the reciprocation pursuit off. off. Yes. Somebody is going to have to step back in and give again. If that's what you're going to have to do anyway, then just get rid of the concept. Yes. Don't pursue a reciprocal relationship. Everyone wants a reciprocal relationship, but it needs to happen by happenstance. Yes. It needs to be something that is in place because both of you are devoted to overgiving yes. to the other. It brings you joy yes. to give to your partner. You know, it brings you that happiness and that fulfillment. And when it's not like that, you're in a situation of, oh, you want intimacy? Well, you didn't do the dishes, you know? I bet that's an argument yeah. everybody's familiar with. Everybody is familiar with that. And there were so many of those instances that led up to what we call a, our first failed marriage. Um, and it's important to address it head on in real time you yes. have to be proactive you can't be reactive no. when you're only reactive to these situations then you get to a point where there is a burdensome load on your relationship and all you're waiting for now is the straw that is going to break the back yes. um if if you approach this proactively and you step outside of the mindset of what am i getting out of this um you're, you're going to position yourself to be able to work through many problems before they're problems. Yes. You're going to be able to communicate about things. You're going to be able to be more vulnerable with one another to really work through issues that down the road are going to be major. 
while they're still very small and digestible, something that you can work through. Yeah, address it then, don't wait. And I know that I am very guilty of having an issue with something he may have said or something he may have done and not addressing it in the moment and then walking off with it, wearing it like a backpack. And then it affects me to the point that when he does the next thing, which was probably innocuous, there was nothing to it, suddenly I'm, I'm dumping that into the backpack. And then the backpack gets too heavy and that's when I drop it and it all spills out and we end up in a confrontation when it didn't have to happen that way. Over things that not only did I not know were problems, but over things that with a conversation, we, we absolutely could have resolved because there was never a malicious attempt to hurt her feelings or make her feel less than exactly. or make her feel inferior. Um, and that was a big part of what led to that moment at the kitchen sink was carrying this backpack full of garbage. He had his own backpack full of garbage of things that I had said and I had done. And we had to... We didn't talk about it with one another. No, we talked about it with our parents or our friends. That is always a dangerous game. Never do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Never carry the problems that you have in your home to your family or your friends, especially your single friends. Yes. Because they already like you more. Yeah. Um, and I, and I understand that in those moments, it's important to feel, um, justified, you're right. You know, you need somebody to tell you that you're right and they're wrong. They shouldn't be doing that to you. But what you are creating is a powder keg because every time you tell your mom, the thing that your spouse did, your mom is going to think less of your spouse yes. and your mom is going to start saying things about your spouse to you. And at that point, you've entered into a situation where you've now had a breach of confidence with your spouse. Um, having those boundaries in place where there are things that are off the table when you're having discussions with your parents. Um, now, having said that, if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Get a therapist. Mm -hmm. Speak to someone who is paid to be impartial. To be impartial. And that will give you advice, not based on, oh, well, you need to tell him what he's going to, mm -mm. you need someone that's going to tell you where, where your responsibility in these transgressions lie. Yes. And, and your family's not going to give you that. Your friends aren't going to give it to you. And your single friends are going to try and carry you out to the bar to find a new person. Don't do that. No. Um, because eventually that hen is going to come home to roost. And when you find out the things that your spouse has said about you to their closest friends and family. It's painful. It's devastating. And, and it takes a long time to, it's such a breach of trust. It takes a long time to even trust your spouse again after right. that. Um, so never, never do. If you take anything away from this first, yes. Yes. first episode, so never do discuss <laughs> The difficulties in your relationship with your parents or your friends and definitely not your single friends. Those are the three worst places to get advice. Even if you think, no, I've got that one friend. No, no you don't. No, you don't. 
do not discuss those instances with any of those people. Discuss it with your spouse. Yes. Um, or a therapist. Uh, we are very pro self-care. Um, it's something that by far the things that we have made our largest strides in our relationship started with personal growth. Yes. Uh, it wasn't anything we did together. It, were, it was the things that we did alone that brought us to a better place so that we could become the best version of ourselves so that we can give more of the positive aspects of who we are to our spouse. Yes, because if you're running on empty because you're not caring for yourself, and I'm guilty of it and have been, and I know that other women can completely understand, especially when you're a mom, it's so easy to fall into that, well, I'm taking care of them. I don't have time for myself. No, you do. Whether it's get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee and write in a journal anything to give yourself some space, some time, and some dedication to you, your mental health, your physical health. That's gonna make a huge difference in a relationship as well. Taking the time to pursue better emotional and psychological health for yourself, spending that time on you individually, looking for personal growth is gonna set your relationship up for success. You'll never be able to have a successful, healthy relationship if one of you is unhealthy emotionally or psychologically. Coming out of our failed marriage, uh, when we were trying to find a way back, uh, not not to happy, no. um, we weren't trying to be a happy couple. We just weren't trying to be- Just compatible, if anything. Yes, just getting back to a place where we could continue being married, living under the same roof. Um, it was very difficult. And uh, you know, we, we made a commitment to one another then. Um, it, it was a long process. We actually spent about two weeks um, we had the inability to have a discussion. Yes. We, the, the arguments uh, were... We were too defensive, too reactive, too, the emotions were too raw. We had too much pride and too much ego. Yes. And we had an inability to admit our own responsibility in the situation that we found ourselves in. Everything was the other's fault. Yep. Um, coming back from that, uh, we, we had to sit down across from one another at the kitchen table for, it was at least two weeks. Uh, we, we wrote rules for one another. We couldn't discuss our problems outside of this allotted time mm -hmm. every evening where we would spend three hours passing notes to one another. Um, and that was the deal. We, we could not have a conversation. We could not respond to one another verbally. Everything had to be responded to in written form after we had read the entire grievance yes. from the other. It required us to be very open and very understanding because there were many hurtful things that were passed to one another. There were some hard truths yes. shared um, and, and we had to be able to absorb that and understand where the other person was coming from and find a way to respond back in a healthy way. And sometimes some of those grievances were of a nature where responding back in that moment wasn't possible. We would literally have to take it and think on it, dive into it ourselves, and then come back the next day or sometimes even two days later. There'd be a digestion period, yes, yeah. To address it. And that was tough. We were finally starting to imagine uh, a world where 
we weren't just going to stay married and live under the same house and coexist. We actually started realizing that we could be happy again. It was just going to take some changes. Yeah. And we had to start coming up with different and unique and innovative ways to rebuild our relationship and rebuild the trust we had in one another. So we started doing things a bit differently decided to start living a little bit more adventurously, whether that was through, hey, let's just go for a quick hike, just the two of us, or let's do yoga at sunrise. And that spiraled into a love for nature that still to this day that we have, um, going to the mountains in North Georgia, just to go hike a water, like a waterfall trail. Um, Those kind of things, we started to learn how to trust one another in a different environment. Yeah. I could, if I felt like, oh gosh, this isn't going so good. You know, I depended on him for the first time in a very long time to tell me it was going to be okay and to see us through it. Because prior to that, I didn't have that with him. And that was really, really important. And it just brought out a sense of peace and tranquility to get away from the environment that felt like it was suffocating it was toxic. us. Yeah. And stepping into a new environment that presented new challenges, new ways to be together, new ways to communicate. And that, you know, that was such an important aspect of our relationship evolving into yes. not just what it was then, but what it's become now. Um, so much of our time together is whether whether we're doing a session working with a couple or you know whether we actually have some free time we take every opportunity to disappear into the woods because in those moments especially when unforeseen things happen um (laughs) whether it be torrential rain flash floods um rock slides there have been many instances where in those moments jamie looked to me to know that everything was going to be okay she looked for assurance from me and that is not something jamie really didn't even do that Mm-mm. before we were married when our relationship was still pretty good um she she wasn't dependent on me um and and i i don't believe i was very dependent on her either yeah. uh where our relationship has evolved to at this point, I don't think we could have gotten there without putting ourselves in those positions yes. where there may have been a little bit of danger. Yeah. Uh, we we may have gone further than we should have yes. gone. We may have gone at a time when we should not have went. Uh, and that's an important aspect. And, and that leads into something we feel very mm-hmm. strongly about something else that we're launching along with this podcast and along with our travel series, uh, we want to start carrying you with Mm -hmm. us. Uh, We would love nothing more than to not just share that experience with each other, but to carry as many people, introduce as many couples as we can to those experiences that have enriched our relationship to a degree that I could never describe um, and get to know you. Uh, We'd love to meet every one of you. Uh, we'd love to spend time with you and understand what your relationship goals are. Uh, what are your plans? What are your struggles? If any of you would be interested in that, mm-hmm. 
please let us know because that is something that we've been planning that for a long time as well. Yes. Um, but we would love to do that with you. We would love for you to be a part of that with us. Yes. Um, and we're, we're excited for every different direction that we're growing right now. Uh, from this podcast, uh, the, the travel series that we're going to start next month. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's any content that you're interested yeah, in, if there's see. any specific information, whether it's about our relationship or a problem that you're having, mm-hmm. please let us know. Um, any information that you're curious about, you can message us uh, on our Facebook business page, Jamie and Mac Photo and Film. On Instagram, we're Jamie and Mac. Uh, our YouTube channel is Jamie and Mac Photo and Film. And TikTok. Yeah, and we're on TikTok. Jamie and Mac. It's Jamie and Mac. Um, but please reach out. Yeah. Let us know what you're interested in. We would love to build content that's more specific to helping you and your specific issues that you're having in your relationship. Yes. Um, that's the whole goal of this is to build content that people can rely on and go to when they're struggling or they need help or they just have a little hurdle that they need to get over in their relationship or even personally. And and I'll be, we, we weren't even going to discuss this part, but I think it's kind of necessary now that we're into this. Um, the big why as to why we're even making this podcast to begin with is because after 15 years in the wedding photography business, one of the most difficult things for Jamie and I, um, you know, we, we get to spend, you know, the most important day of a couple's life with them. And, uh, we get to see them at the pinnacle, like their, their greatest expression of love for one another. And, uh, you know, then we, we come home and we spend the next few weeks pouring ourselves out creatively to help tell that story, to, to do it justice, to show you what we saw in the love that you shared for one another. And, uh, and it's, it's very powerful for us. Yes. I cry at every wedding that we attend cause I'm a cry baby. Yeah. And, uh, it's really hard for us yeah. when someone that we saw passionately in love with one another or, or a couple that we saw passionately in love with one another, just two years later, uh, you know, the bride's changing her maiden name or changing her last name back to her maiden yeah. name. And, uh, you know, the divorce rate in this country is between 40 or, and 50%. And, you know, those are, those are broken homes. Those are love stories lost. Uh, they're, they're roads that are very difficult to traverse for people. It's, it's catastrophic. For someone's life, not not just to discuss financially or emotionally or psychologically, it's it's hard for everybody around the couple when that happens. You have to start sorting through which friends who gets to keep. Yeah, it's it's catastrophic. If there's anything that we can do that can even save one relationship. That's what this is for. Yes. If we only impact one couple, all of this work, these lights, you can't Everything. see most of this. No. <laughs> the editing that I'm going to have to do to this to make us look presentable. Uh, it will have been worth yes. it. If, sure. if we help one couple. Um, that, that's the driving force behind all of this with the podcast and with our excursions and with our travel series. 
we want to impact people in a way that is going to affect this world positively. Um, and if we can do that, then I think all of our years seeing love stories and telling love stories, if what that was preparing us for was to be able to help just one couple stay together, this will have been worth it. Um, and we understand this, this isn't going to be for everybody. No. Um, there, there's some people right now, if you've, if you've already decided that you want out of your marriage, this series isn't going to help you. Um, you know, if you were tuning in because you thought we might have some secret, we, we don't. There's, 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 there's no, no secret. secret. Um, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of very, very hard work. Um, if what you're wanting to hear is that you're always right, you won't find those kind of things here. But if you're committed, if you're, if, if you're in a relationship right now that you, you are struggling every time you look at your spouse, but you desperately want to make it work, this may help. Yep. It might not. But it might. But it might. And if it does, this is all worth it. Yep. But guys, thank you so much. Yes, if you like this you. content, please like our channel. Please subscribe. Please ring the bell. I don't even know what that means yet. <laughs> we um, have to figure all of it out, so bear with us. We're old. <laughs> yeah. And but, not so tech yeah. But thank you guys so much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're really looking forward to, yes. to how this progresses and how we evolve. And uh, and please just reach out to us with anything. Mm -hmm. Any comments, any if, suggestions. If this sucked so bad. Be like, gentle. You don't just you can message me directly <laughs> and tell me how bad it sucked. Be gentle with me. <laughs> but anything that you need, any suggestions, just let us know. Message us on any of our platforms. And thank you guys so much. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Mwah. Peace out, homies. <laughs> Okay. Alrighty.